Hey there, piss boys and girls. Quick note before today's show. Tommy and I will be doing a live Stand By Your Band, Battle of the Bands, tomorrow. That's Thursday, July 19th at 9.30 p.m. at Caroline's on Broadway in New York City. Uh, we're going to have comics defending their favorite bands against each other. Uh, the comics we've got are Casey James Salingo, Ari Finling, Martin Urbano, Kelsey Kane, Emily Winter, Chris Calagero, Gitler Raphael, and Lillian Devane. Defending such bands as Journey, Kid Rock, Black Eyed Peas, Hillary Duff, Neil Diamond, Sarah Bareilles, Blink-182, and Meatloaf in a tournament that will be fun as hell. We've got guest judge Shane Torres joining us and doing a little stand-up, too, and it's going to be a great time. Get your ass out to Caroline's on Broadway. That's seven nineteen Thursday, tomorrow if you're listening, the day this comes out. Get tickets at carolines.com and use promo code TOM for $10 tickets. Also, we've got a couple new Patreon episodes if you're into that sort of shit. Uh, that's patreon.com slash standbyyourband. Without further ado, enjoy the episode, babies. Why do people, why do the critics hate Toto and all that stuff? We came out the same year the Sex Pistols did. So we're like the antithesis of that, you know? It's just odd. It's like we were closer to Steely Dan than the Sex Pistols, okay? You know, it was a ridiculous jump. But, you know, we, 40 years later, we laugh at all this stuff and we can take it to you know? No. I, I wasn't even going there, but. <laughs> I wasn't even going there. <laughs> no one brought up the Sex Pistols, but Toto God, did. they're cool. <laughs> I wasn't going to go there. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Stand By Your Band, the podcast where we have comedians talk about music that they love that other people make fun of them for, <laughs> give them guff about, talk shit oh, amongst, guff. Guff amongst people around them. It's no good. I hate guff. I'm tired of guff. That's our new thing on the podcast. <laughs> no, it's the summer of no more guff. <laughs> <laughs> um, those of you who are regular listeners know that Tommy flip-flops on his <laughs> summer resolutions more than a goddamn flip-flop indeed, wow. <laughs> which is the shoe of the summer. That's true. Um, I am no, Tom Takar, of course. No, the guffer. <laughs> oh, oh, good you point. guff. Damn. It's hard to not give any guff, you know, on a podcast. That's uh, <laughs> kind of what they're for. I I am joined by, uh, you know, I'm as the Prince of Snarkness. Do you? Do people call you that ever? Uh, only you. I was really hoping to catch you on. Only too often. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get somebody to uh, make some shirts. Yeah, people for, do on Twitter sometimes. Oh, nice. Actually. The Prince yeah, of yeah, Snarkness, yeah. Tommy McNamara. Shirts, please. please make shirts. Um. Anyway, uh, uh, you are welcome to Planet Pissness. Um, yes. That is a, a play on Planet Fitness, you piss freaks. Um, <laughs> welcome to the show. We have uh, we have some incredible guests today. Uh, we, of course, have uh, Amy Miller, who's Whoa. in town, and who was just on the radio with me earlier today. Yes, the second time I've up. seen you. Uh, that is right. Uh, what a day. Two and one. It was so fun. That was a fun time. We got to have a dramatic talk about autism for a good half hour. Oh, yeah, yeah. We just kind of sat there staring. <laughs> that, that'll happen sometimes on that show. But also, I want, I want to see that documentary real bad. But then what I just got, I get like distracted Whitney. by 
<laughs> like how beautiful Nikki is. And I was like, I could just listen to you talk about this documentary forever. Yeah. <laughs> and how hot Tom is. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, those sparkly blue eyes. I mean, come uh, on, Nikki. Yeah, she's fine. Uh, <laughs> I've heard enough about that. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, I, and we are also joined by surprise guest, Steve Landon. Yeah, that's right, guys. I'm here. The big How's man. Going, they call me the big man on the West Coast. These guys <laughs> don't know. If you don't know about me, I'm like a podcast god on the West Coast. <laughs> Self-proclaimed uh, yeah. podcast Sex god. god. I run, you guys cha- I run Chatterbox. You Chatterbox know, rules. Tim Dillon said best show in the nation. He I says that about a lot of shows. <laughs> Did you know that Luke... Uh, Luke Tuma. Uh, Luke Tuma. Was, is he is he the opener? Is he Tim's opener? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He did yeah, right Tim's after he said that he's Chatterbox to best show. <laughs> Luke Toma went to probably one of the worst shows we've had in three years, oh, really? which was going to happen. <laughs> you know, it's so a fucking funny. bar show. Uh, but go on, finish it's with the pre-show intro. That Steve is sitting full spread. Yeah, wide open. I love it. A good six feet it. away from the rest of uh, us. <laughs> uh, yeah, wide the space. I like it, but. I've, no one's ever sat that far away. <laughs> You're really using the mic's uh, capabilities. That war, well, that I'm, it's, it's, I'm so happy to be here. Cause, uh, Amy and I have a podcast called Who's Your God? Who's Your God? I was on that. But Who's I'm like God? the third seat on it, and I'm just quiet most of the time because I don't want to overstep her or anything like that. Thank but right you. here, I don't give a fuck, all right? She, yeah, she could just sit down. Even okay? though this is also my time to shine. Well, I walked you here, so I get my 10 minutes, and then I'll, I'll, I'll let it go. Guys, this is a stupid podcast. It's nobody's time. To shine. <laughs> I'm just happy to be in this apartment. I'm back 10 years ago in my life. I love it. Is that right? Yeah. Because you, li- you live an adult life, right? Now I live an adult life. I, I was at your apartment. Uh, is that where we... No, that wasn't your show that we did. Where, where do you live at? Have I been to your apartment? I don't think you have. Okay. Yeah. Well, not that it's you nice. know of. Well, a lady moved in. Yeah, so yeah. You have nice. a woman. I have nice. a woman that yeah, she made it beautiful, as they do. Hell yeah. Know? Yeah. I call um, them goddesses. Uh, <laughs> nice. I love that. I do. I just, I just love that. <laughs> I, did a, I did a podcast with you though. Was that not at your place? I don't think so. Your and girlfriend was on it. I'm pretty sure. It was, I think that was Scott Lorz's place. That's it. It was yeah, Scott's yeah, yeah. place. Real dump. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, he's a, I was gonna say. Yeah, he smokes a lot of weed. You can't have that nice of a place yeah, when you smoke a lot of weed. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, we were talking about uh, as we sometimes do. It's been a while since we talked about. Been a while uh, since we talked about this, but the posters on. Our wall. Uh, one of them is uh, Jerry Seinfeld's comedian, just, uh, the documentary. Now this was before he'd ever set foot in a car or done coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he was a decaffeinated uh, pedestrian yep. at this point. And so much, in fact, that he's walking the streets with a mic stand. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't get a cab. You've even. seen this, right, Amy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Did I it inspire you? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. When did you see it? Had you, had you already started comedy when you saw it? Yeah, I saw it actually pretty recently. I think whenever they added it to Netflix like oh, this year. Okay. Oh, so yeah. you didn't grow up with it? No, not at all. Oh, okay. I didn't have like a deep interest in stand-up comedy really doing it or thinking about it. Until a couple of years ago? Until, yeah. <laughs> when you saw well, this Well, movie? when I started, yeah, yeah, seven years ago. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Um yeah, this, uh, I grew up with this. I fell asleep with it uh, under my pillow every night. I clung to Interesting. it. Interesting. I named it. Um, I would bring it along you know, on card trips. <laughs> no, I named it. No. I said, <laughs> Seinfeld. <laughs> I was for sure a comedian of the funny people year. Uh, that was sure. like 2010 was or whatever. That's yeah. really funny. Uh, I, that's when I started comedy. That's when I started. the year that, yeah. that movie came out. And I remember I had a joke 
that then w- my friends who had started comedy with me, Josh Cox is one of these people, so we can attest to it. Um, he's vanning around the world right now. Uh, world, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> Midwest, I guess. Yeah. Uh, he... He couldn't wait to tell me that they did one of my jokes in the movie, and it was one of those things where when, it sucks when somebody does which one of joke your jokes. Was it? It's, it's not Facebook? a good joke, but you yeah. had just started, also, which I, is weird. I know. I had just started, so I was like, obviously, they had put the joke in the movie first, but we hadn't seen the movie, so to mm-hmm. me, it was a new joke that they stole. Like, I was like, they stole my joke. I didn't think that, but I, when you lose a joke from that first like year, <laughs> you you're devastated. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't in the regular rotation. I was talking about Sham Wow at this time in my life. <laughs> right? A little bit. I had a joke about Sham uh, Wow because they Todd had Glass. that thing. I yeah, it's so funny because then I saw Todd Glass. I was like, he covers it a little more than I do. <laughs> my my big joke about Sham Wow that I remember was in the commercial. They're like. You're already spending fifty dollars a month on paper towels, and I was like, "What the fuck? Who's spending that much on?" Actually, I was a clean comic back then. I was like, "Who's spending? What are you? Sp- How much are you spilling all the time?" What Jeez. the hey? Yeah. <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> Sheesh, kebab Almighty. I, uh, that's I, my catchphrase. I just think it's funny when a bunch of comedy dudes live together and you have comedy posters i have a rule we have a rule in my house that like we kind of i don't want to put up anyone we know (laughs) i didn't know uh i mean obviously i'm tight with jerry now but like (laughs) (laughs) i did do a show with jerry seinfeld in um in la at the improv lab oh nice it was uh it was that show shit it's uh it's like a game show type show Mm -hmm. like kind of like late late breakfast where you have to do you have to pull a thing out of a hat and oh, yeah. play whatever game is in there. And so I'm uh, I'm up in two spots, and then Jerry Seinfeld walks in, and they're like, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's Jerry Seinfeld. And the guy who runs the show is like, bullshit. <laughs> it was uh, Christian uh, Piper. Uh, oh, yeah. Piper, yeah, out of uh, Salt Lake City. And he was like, no fucking way is that Jerry Seinfeld. You're mistaken. You're an idiot. Uh, fuck you. You're a piece of shit. And... So I walk over. Yeah, he's he's a mean man. (laughs) Um, So I walk over and I I just do the. I'm like, I'm going to go to the bathroom so that I can see. And I walk by, and sure enough, it's Jerry Seinfeld. He's not hard to spot. He's wearing a suit also. And so I I abandon my bathroom plan immediately and bolt back. And I'm like, that's fucking Jerry Seinfeld. So then he goes up and asks Jerry if he wants to do a spot. And he does. And make him pull out something out of the hat? No. no. <laughs> God, They're that like, you have so to funny. sing yourself. Hey, sorry. Uh, hey, buddy. <laughs> you got to play by the rules over here. Put this uh, helmet on. <laughs> uh no, they were like, yeah, do whatever you want. So he goes up and does 20. He explains up top. He's like, I've never been in this room before. Oh, wow. But Chris Rock said that it was cool. Nice. So that was good enough for him. Yeah. Um, that's why I was there, too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what does this story have to do with cool. Todd Barry? So, uh, <laughs> no, I was just explaining. I okay. have met Jerry Seinfeld in this uh, instance. But, he, uh, yeah, he did 20 minutes, and then uh, everybody left the show before my spot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's always Damn. what happens in there. But with Todd Barry, I had never – I don't. I didn't know him when I got this poster. Sure. And uh, I had I had only had inter- weird interactions with him. And then I've, I've, like, kind of met him a couple times over the past, like, six months. So now it seems weird to have it, but it until then strange, I was like, yeah. "Then I also think it's kind of funny to have it. Like, what a <laughs> random poster to have." Yeah. Well, I moved in with my boyfriend, and he used to run a club. So, oh, you know that? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, so well, he had a bunch of comedy posters that were like signed and like nice screen prints and stuff. But I'm just like, 
Kurt Braunler lives three blocks away. Yeah. Like, we can't put him up in He's not family. I kind of like that shit, though. <laughs> I used to do that way more. When I lived in Indiana, I had a ton of comic posters, like, of just comics I knew because I thought the art was cool. Yeah. And I like that. Like, I know people who have, like, a bunch of, like, put your hands together posters. Yeah. And, like, like festival the artwork posters is just are cool. Nice sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I think the big takeaway from comedian, which you w- you wouldn't have known be- if before you started comedy, was uh, Orny Adams getting JFL, oh, I which know. is the funniest <laughs> thing in the world. That's now. why it's great yeah. to watch it all the time. I I watched it recently and I was like, oh, he's such an idiot. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine he's if you got it? Uh, oh, you guys probably have gotten it, right? Have you gotten I, it? I did yeah. it. Can yeah. you imagine? crying in the street like that and calling your mom yeah. and calling everyone yes, you know they didn't, did they didn't have they didn't have unrepped when orny did it i don't think so <laughs> it doesn't matter so he, I mean, they, he, there's a part where he's like oh wait you mean you mean it doesn't fucking matter oh cool <laughs> uh, i'm glad they didn't i mean unwrapped you mean i'm so terrified to get it to spend because i'd have to spend the fifteen hundred dollars to go to montreal <laughs> yeah. dude no exaggeration yeah, i know i'm, I'm terrified no, i'm terrified they're like hey congrats you're gonna pay twelve hundred bones yeah. They and just obviously they let people know last week. It's like yeah. so expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I want to say I, I'm I'm not ungrateful for getting it, but it, they don't tell you that it's going to cost you a pretty penny. And it's like also when you get it unwrapped, because when you get it wrapped, they pay for everything. Yeah. Like you, it's a much different experience. <laughs> and for the listeners, don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Wrapped is when you have like an agent or manager who who is like behind you and then unwrapped is when you don't have that stuff and you kind of right now you just submit a tape to get it and then they pick you out of that and then you do a showcase that's a little different it's different for they separate them still a big Um, deal it's it's still a big deal yeah and i was very grateful and psyched to do it but it is a very different experience when you do it repped they like are already psyched for you and you kind of have people there rooting for Mm -hmm. you and like who have your back and are having conversations for you and all that shit it doesn't matter Great festival, great time. <laughs> I'll never know. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you had oh, an interaction. <laughs> she can't talk about it. Yeah, yeah you yeah. can't talk about it. Okay, oh no, I talk about it. Oh, it's yeah, just, talk it's about a, it. It's, it's a great story. But it's not interesting to people who don't. Like no, it'll be interesting to these people. You don't have to say the guy's name or anything. And don't call our listeners these people. Yeah, <laughs> what the fuck you mean these I, people? You guys have a They're big black audience, right? <laughs> They're freaks who love piss. I had right? a fine and civil and hilarious interaction with the Booker of the New Faces for Montreal. That's it, and it got people misinterpreted it as something it wasn't, and it was fine. I'm wait, glad you told the story like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's no story. I don't think you're blaming people <laughs> from your post they interpreted it. It's not like there was just random cloud going around. The like, drunken things Amy said to the guy were very hilarious. And the guy and laughed. He laughed, yeah. But yeah. then the person at the festival she was with, uh, I said I took it the wrong way and it felt it was disparaging. So Amy had, Amy had to Yeah, take I the wasn't down. insulting him. No. I was insulting myself to be like, listen to this dumb uh-huh. thing I did last <laughs> night. Or I went up to this booker and said, you don't want to fuck me, so you'll never book me. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is insulting to the guy, Well, too. to be fair, I told him that the year I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what happened that night? Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm queer. I can say this stuff. Oh, my God. <laughs> the podcast. I suck off. dick three times a year. <laughs> So horny oh, in New York. It's all these <laughs> all this, strong blue collar men yeah. walking around. <laughs> all this humidity. <laughs> when did you guys get in? There. She got in Sunday. We, uh, Julie and I got in uh, yesterday. Oh, nice. Yeah. I came up from Philly. 
Ooh. Yeah, cool yeah, yeah. Punches at oh, the Philadelphia yeah. Punchline. What a nice so place. so fun. Uh, my nice girlfriend, place. Julia Loken's a comedian. She also has a hit podcast called What's Your Sign? <laughs> uh, we're going to cut that out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're not promoting people who aren't even on the fucking show. But her we're parent, here to talk her, about Toto today. <laughs> her dad won a, you know, like salespeople win these trips to a place, you yeah. know? Yeah. Well, it's, her dad won, went to New York. So yeah. he, they're paying for like our Airbnb. Oh, and, shit. I mean, they're rich white people. It's yeah, the best. Yeah, yeah. They're good people, but Last night we went to the Red Rooster. Uh, it's a re- restaurant in Harlem. Red Rooster. It's it. like a nice rest soul restaurant. Yeah. But there's like a root style band there. Hell yeah. And like keeps playing jazz. And her dad just threw down the credit card. He's like, keep just saying, what drink, whatever you want. So we're just getting Damn. wasted. He's almost he's almost being racist with black people, but nice, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love your hair. Yeah, it's, almost, <laughs> it's like almost, but just dan- him and, his, her, and the mom's dancing. It was the best. Man, I'm really. going to be uh, honest with you. It's hard not to say I love your hair sometimes to people when it is a cool haircut. <laughs> and then I catch myself. I, earlier today at Sirius, there was a guy with like just sick, he had a, just a cool ass haircut. Yeah. I would be like, you Dude, I love it. your hair. But I was like, oh, it's racist. Yeah. I think it's racist if they say it to you, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any hair. <laughs> but women sexually, when I'm having sex with women, they touch it a lot. Sexually, your when you're having head? sex with them? No, my, uh, my beard. Oh. And actually, my head a lot, too, though. When I'm on top, they'll, they just keep rubbing it. And shit and tugging it. I know that you are a very sexually experienced uh, br- man. You're not a sexually. No, no. What I was gonna say is, it sounds inexperienced. It sounds like something a virgin would say. It's like sexually, when a woman's having sex. With <laughs> 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 that seems like a scene they cut out of Forty Year Old Virgin. <laughs> that scene is in Forty Year Old Virgin. Hey, I don't want to take too much from Amy's time. Let me tell the quick Toto story. Then I'm gonna run out the door. She's oh. like reclaiming my time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love it. Just, you know, I don't. You know, uh, but uh, this is the, the it was it's one of my my ex-wife. She, her dad was like very into computers, a real nerd and an architect and an engineer. And the first time she'd ever heard of the Internet. Uh-huh. I love this story so much. <laughs> first time she'd ever heard of the Internet. They kept the computer in the bed there, the parents bedroom. They weren't allowed in the bedroom. And so the first time she'd ever seen the Internet, she was, you know, I don't know, fourth grade. And she her dad called Stephanie Claire, the little sister. So like a 10 year old or six year old, like, come in here. I want to show you something. And she was like, we knew this was a big deal because they net we weren't yeah. allowed in. There. And when you say 10 year old, you mean the hottest age. To Tommy, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean fully undeveloped. <laughs> so he Tommy her. says, "If they're ten, they're ten. <laughs> if you're ten, you're in." No offense. So they get brought into the room, and then he plays. I thought I wasn't computer. getting any guff this time. <laughs> oh, Summer of no was... guff, Tom. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Steve. It's okay. Let me just finish. You don't run out the door. Uh, <laughs> and then he pressed play on the computer, and it was Toto's Africa. Yeah. Yeah, that was the first thing they wanted to see. Uh, no, it was just the first thing on the internet. Before you couldn't see a music video on yeah. a computer before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't do anything like that. So he play, pressed play, and it was Africa. And she's like, "We were just fucking blown wow. away by the internet." So damn. One other quick, one other quick story about uh, Toto. <laughs> It'd be so funny. Africa. He just never left. <laughs> <laughs> Two hours later. Oh, and another quick story. I, in college, we were split up uh, in as for bi- in biology class for the different continents, and I got Africa. And uh, I I had a like a South American professor, and I was singing Africa like for me. And he walked by, and he just looked at me, and I like quieted down, and he said, "Toto." 
That's I think of them all the time. You guys have been great. Hey, we're going to drink a beer tonight yeah, somewhere yeah. at any bar, anywhere yeah. you've never been. But uh, <laughs> you guys, listeners, you're going to really enjoy the heck out of Amy Miller. Hell yeah. <laughs> Check out Steve Hernandez. Check out their podcast. Bye. It's going to get plugged again later. Good to see you, baby. See you uh, when I'm done. Our first ever surprise uh, second guest. Nice drop Yeah, in. we had one other, didn't we? Or no, we had somebody. No, we had something much worse. I can't remember who did it, but one time somebody came and they just had a guy sitting on the oh, couch. Oh, I remember that too. Oh yeah, it was it Gilbert. Was, well, yeah. Oh yeah, we didn't even put that episode out. Oh yeah, Gilbert uh, shit. Yeah. It was only because something was wrong with the sound or some oh. shit. Yeah, there was something wrong with it. I can't remember what. Anyways, uh, I'm glad yeah. he's gone. There was just a dude. It was just Austin <laughs> Shardak sitting on the couch, staring forward, Not laughing once. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was good. Not like part. It was so oh, was he on his phone or anything? Um, just sitting. I think he was just sitting, staring really at the bizarre. wall, being weird. Uh, <laughs> just we lo- grabbing we his gotta knees. Have Gilbert. Yeah. I wonder if Gilbert's back in town. We got to yeah. have Gilbert's ass back I miss on him. here. I love him. I miss Gilbert, him too. if you're listening, we love you and we miss you. Yeah, you're the three. best. What a sweet boy. I know. I know. He's, He's the best, the dude. He's the sweetest. Um, Speaking of sweet, <laughs> let's talk to a very sweet band. A very sweet say. dog. Um, let's let's listen to this clip I found um, from a man named Steve Almond. Give me that sweet little cable. Speaking of the dog, really quickly, I do think it's hilarious that I was like, maybe their name means something. Like they were more creative with where they got it. Uh-huh. No, nope, just nope, straight just up named after the dog. I and found was some there differing some information. Other, yes, there are other theories. There's or, a theory from Wikipedia that I find pretty compelling. Okay, I think I read it. But. So, uh, the th- so the band came out and said early on, but it wasn't from the dude who actually came up with the name. Uh, some of the band members said that Toto is based on the dog uh, from... Uh, Wizard of Oz, of of course. Uh, We're not in Kansas anymore. But the Wikipedia has to say that um, what was happening is when they would rent out space to record um, in the studios, they were marking their tapes by writing Toto, Mm -hmm. which in Latin means Mm all-encompassing. And they felt that their music was all-encompassing, so they went with that. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's and another theory. And there's also theory. an early band member whose last name was Toto, but with like E A U X. Oh, so there's, but you know, it. I mean, I think they pretty much named it after the dog. Let's yeah. be honest. <laughs> they love oh, my neighbor Totoro. Be defending them. Uh, and I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, have to be in defense of everything. Some of the guests just hate the band. That's <laughs> what we found. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> I think probably the worst. Uh, example of that is our friend Jonas Schrote, who defended, defended, I put in quotation marks, uh, Bare Naked Ladies, <laughs> where it, the, the episode ended with me yelling that Bare Naked Ladies is great while he was indifferent. <laughs> <laughs> They're uh, really bad. <laughs> hey, uh, now is not the time for that kind of shit. <laughs> I don't know about all that. Uh, uh, let's listen to a man named Steve Almond. Talk about Toto. Hand jobs and lip gloss, and really actually kind of remembering or rediscovering how much you love I Bless the Rain down in Africa. Let me, I think and it was it. By bad music, I mean specifically the song I Bless the Rain Down in Africa by Toto. Ellington died two years before Toto formed as a band, which I think speaks to his prescience. What makes I Bless the Rain Down in Africa so bad? 
Mostly it's the lyrics, also the instrumentation, the vocals, and that virulent jazz-like melody, which, despite its manifest wretched, despite the manifest wretchedness of everything I've just mentioned, assures that you are still, as you sit there listening to me insult, I bless the rain down in Africa. So we have to talk about <laughs> Africa, of course, which we should listen to yeah, from your playlist because hot. you did put it on. You did include it. Of course. Well, how how could playlist. I not? Of course. No, I appreciate that you did that because we would have played it whether you put it on there or not. Um, but we, ha- I'm appreciative that you did put it on here because. I mean, I didn't stretch too deep into the Toto archives because. I mean, we don't I even feel like really the hits need- are obvious. Yeah, this is. The most known, uh, the most notable Toto song, because this is the one that's gotten the most. This is the one that's been talked about the most for sure. Yeah. Oh, if you course, search yeah. Toto, it's everywhere. It's so a much massive so, hit. So much so that the other songs in your playlist, it turned out I knew a few of them and didn't even realize because I only yeah. associated Toto with Africa. Right. And this is that little ditty. I hear the drums are going tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk over it? Oh, of course. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. for sure. I. It's just so funny to me that he was like, I was watching something on TV about the horrors of Africa and how hard it is there and death and famine, and then he wrote this little. <laughs> <laughs> Um, like, there's nothing dark about this song. A, uh, I know. A, so, uh, a podcast that I love called uh, NPR's All Songs Considered. Mm-hmm. So, the way I used to find new music almost exclusively, uh, besides Pitchfork, um, they have this on their list of the worst songs of all time. That's crazy. Uh, they write, uh, let's see here. Uh, this thing has everything that's pretty horrible about 80s production. The lyrics, just the sound of his voice and the way it's recorded. It's so moist. <laughs> it is the moistest, dampest song. For such a dry place. And then, the <laughs> and then that's Robin Hilton. Oh, I can see Robin Hilton not liking this song, uh-huh. though. But it's, I mean, it's infectious. Makes you feel nice. This Feels warm. This I don't like. Mostly because of the way he says the word Serengeti soon. <laughs> yeah, he, he splits it up weird. <laughs> it is weird. I was going to say, I didn't like how he said Kilimanjaro. It's like he'd never said the words aloud before he sang it. And he was like, I'm just going to go for it. <laughs> uh, Toto 4, which is the album that this uh, song is on, is... Uh, their fourth album, obviously. Uh, their first album, Toto, the self-titled, was a hit. Uh, people loved it. And the two albums between Toto and Toto bombed. 4 were kind of bombs. And then Toto 4 won Grammy for Album of the Year, uh, but voters didn't nominate Africa for either Record of the Year or Song of the Year. They preferred Rosanna, also on this playlist, mm-hmm. which was nominated in both categories and won for Record of the Year. That's how good they are. Two massive hits off the same album. <laughs> Damn. Uh, oh, this part. I mean, we got to hear the... Yeah, this is good. 
Guitarist uh, Steve Lukather, and also we should say Lukather sounds like a name that a guy would make up to make fun of white people. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, Lukather? (laughs) Uh, Would like you to know that there's much, much more to this band than Africa. Uh, Toto were top studio musicians before performing the group. Uh, I know that they worked with uh, they worked with like Steely Dan and some other bands. He tours yeah. with Ringo now. Oh shit! Which one? Which Ringo? Ringo the lizard. <laughs> They're the band on Thriller. Like, yes, that's so crazy. The yeah. backing band on Thriller is Toto. That's really I think cool. That's it's incredible. Uh, he says we have a lot more substance. Don't get me wrong; those songs have been great to us. But you really don't understand the depth of the, of the band if that's all you know. And he's talking about Africa, Africa and Rosanna. Um, it's interesting see. because I, Toto and fans of them always use that as a selling point. Like, oh, they're like brilliant session musicians. Right. But I think musicians feel like that's what's annoying about them. Yeah. Is that they had all the formulas to like create a hit and so then they just did it. It's like when someone from SNL starts doing stand-up tours, you know, yeah, where you're yeah, just yeah. like, you don't get to do both. <laughs> yeah, like, this yeah, isn't yeah. fair. <laughs> just because you have, like, some overlap of the skills and then people were pissed because they had these two massive hits and that fourth album was giant. Yeah. But it also, <laughs> I mean, I think part of the byproduct of being session musicians is that they never chose a, jo- a genre. Mm. So those... Like, second and third albums are, like, very, like, you know, sometimes lean towards prog rock, sometimes are funk, uh-huh. you know, sometimes just straight up rock. They're all over the place. They're all over yeah. the place, that's and what, I think that bothers people. That's what people. Toto means in Latin. <laughs> well, I think, like, prog <laughs> people hate them, I think, because they yeah. think it's, like, not real prog rock, you know, yeah. and they're, they're very serious about that. But, oh, um, boy. I was, like, aren't prog pro, don't prog fans aren't they chilled out <laughs> <laughs> aren't they, they relaxed the, fan base they have all the pieces of like a great band but also like none of them are stars yeah really like, yeah and they've like cycled through a ton of members yeah like they I, what's always interesting to me with bands like this is the drug problems <laughs> where you hear shit like that and then they're like yeah, and the lead singer uh, was uh, arrested for uh, major drug trial. Like, well, I mean, Bare Naked Ladies is the best version of that. Absolutely. When they were yeah. all poked up the whole time. <laughs> and then they're like, if I had a million dollars. <laughs> I just remembered that when you said the SNL thing. Do you remember when Chris Kattan got a DUI a couple years ago? Oh, yeah. my God. So I, <laughs> Tom knows this story. But I started a Facebook group like, we need to pray for Chris Kattan <laughs> because he got, like, has a bit, but then all these people sincerely it. got it. very oh. dark. this. <laughs> 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 Like, yeah, this woman started posting in there, like, about how sad she was for Chris. And then she started going into, like, her own personal problems. And then all oh the stuff. No. And then I had to delete the group yeah, because yeah. I felt so bad. It was a fun bit for about three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they there's no, like, standout, like, rock star in the group. No. Yeah, which I, I feel sort like Lukather is probably, <laughs> like, <laughs> the consistent piece it's to like it. like most people don't know his name right. at I've all. I've never heard it for today. Yeah. I think most people consider them Toto. I don't think that, yeah, yeah I don't think it's of a collective, any one guy. You know? Right. Um, it's a movement. And also, like, one of the guys is, like, John Williams' son. Yes. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was a replacement for the guy who, uh, the, heart the guy? drug, uh, so I, I want to find Parcaro? this name before I forget. Not, not... For Picaro, um, that uh, there there are multiple Picaros, by the way, in this uh, in this collective at different points. 
Uh, but I'm trying to find the lead singer's name because uh, Williamson took over lead singing duties. Oh, Bobby Kimball. So when Bobby Kimball, uh, who um, formerly of the SS Fools, uh, um, <laughs> you guys know them and love them. Yeah, aren't they My in favorite. charge of the White House right now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, let's see here. After, I believe, I want to find out exactly when. So it's uh, Joseph Williams took over... Uh, after Toto 4, and it's after Isolation, I believe. Uh, at the close of the Isolation Tour in 85, uh, Fergie Fredrickson, the original Fergie, yeah, <laughs> who I believe had taken over for um, for Kimball originally. Like, they had cycled through a couple lead singers, yeah. and then Joseph Williams, uh, the son of John Williams, took over He's also briefly. like the voice of Teenage Simba. Yeah. Oh, Ooh. shit, is that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. Which I, I love because I think that, <laughs> I don't know, it's, Toto's basically like an off-Broadway musical at this point. Like, it yeah. doesn't matter who's in it if they have the chops. <laughs> and I kind of like that. Yeah. then you don't get super attached to any band members, you That's know? True. Like, wouldn't it have been nice if Nirvana worked that way? You yeah. know? And then we wouldn't have all been so heartbroken. That's true. <laughs> I think Kermit should have taken over as the front man. <laughs> Kermit the Frog? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Should have been the front man of Nirvana? That's what I believe. <laughs> Prove me wrong. <laughs> Prove my belief wrong. <laughs> Is that how uh, statements work? <laughs> you don't get to disagree with me unless you can prove me wrong. <laughs> I just love that they're like shells of a band. You know, yeah. there's no real members. Yep. Um it is, I feel like uh, an interesting fact here, in my opinion, is they so they hired Joseph Williams to sing on Fahrenheit, uh, which was released in October of 1986. And while Williams is credited as the lead vocalist, Fredrickson had begun recording a few tracks and has featured as background vocalist on the track. Could uh, could this be love? But um, the hits from that album. Um, Let's see. I'll be over you and without your love um, were both ballads sung by Lukather. Wow. Oh, Lukather. Mm. I think Lukather <laughs> knows where the hits are. He's yeah. giving them to himself. Damn. You're oh, selfish, Lukather. But he's also the one who didn't want to include Africa on the album at all, I think, because he hated it. Lukather's shooting himself in the foot. And some like label exec or somebody <laughs> was like, we got to make it the last track or something. Yeah. We have to put it on. Damn. And then it was their biggest hit. I mean, what a song. I just saw Lukather quote about the band name since we were talking about that earlier. Yeah. He says... uh he says, I was always asking, why the fuck do we have such a dumb name? <laughs> <laughs> Our high school band name was Still Life, and I think we should have kept that. <laughs> and then in the same interview, he starts talking about the Sex Pistols again, which I think is really funny, because he was just like really fixated on that. You should for some look reason. up Lukather. He looks like a mixture of George Costanza and Adam Duritz. He's from a very goofy, goofy looking <laughs> Whoa, look at that hairdo. That uh, is nuts. Fun look. And the, the headline of this article I was looking at Earlier from tonedef.com uh, it says Toto's Steve Lukather will rip your fucking eyeballs out. <laughs> <laughs> he's a controversial guy. I like him. He's an interesting man, but he <laughs> seems to hate a lot of what they did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's the star of the band to me. For sure. Um, 
Let's see here. We should, before we get any further into this episode, we should check in with our correspondent from Bloomington, Indiana, Jared Thompson, the owner of the Comedy Attic in beautiful Bloomington, Indiana. Uh, He likes to give his thoughts every week (laughs) on whatever band we're doing in a little segment we call They Went to Jared, um, and I am going to play that right now. What's up, y'all? This week they went to Jared. The boys are going to have a guest on defending Toto. This is kind of where the hypocrisy of Jared comes shining through because this is kind of, you know, people Tom and Tommy's age. This is what they're talking about when they're defending Third Eye Blind or the Counting Crows or whatever. I will say that it was stunning uh, the amount of praise that was heaped on Sugar Ray, which is a band that should just should never be able to penetrate through any sort of quality uh, test. I mean, it's just, they're just terrible. And and it's kind of sad how much the guest and both Tom and Tommy liked them last week and the comments on Facebook, like, you guys are fucking ridiculous. So anyway, when it comes to Toto, I mean, this is sort of a much smaller scale version of Queen. What I mean by that is, is that you have to wade through a lot of really bad songs to get to the incredible songs of Queen. And Toto has certainly less than five where Queen has, you know, probably 20. But, you know, everybody's going to point out uh, Africa and Rosanna. And I'm hoping people will point out Hold the Line, which is kind of like their first single it's a great song. And then after that, you've got a couple songs here and there. There's one or two other songs on the first album uh, that Hold the Line is on, and then that's it. I mean, they, they really just don't have anything else. So no deep catalog shit here. Um, also, fuck Weezer, man. If you guys bring that up, just fuck that band with every fiber of my being. They're just shitty. All right. Thanks, guys. See ya. All we right. Should, yeah, we should talk that was about your, that. So uh, the reason that Weezer came up, I assume, they is that Weezer covers. covered. Uh, oh, they could, did more than one cover. They did Rosanna and Africa. Oh which we shit! Should play, we should play clips from both. Let's can, uh, uh, let's see. Is it on Spotify? Yes, I think. It is. All right. Yes, let's it is. see here. Da, da, da. Yeah, I did not realize that. I was reading reviews of the co- of the cover of Africa, and people don't like it. Well, they because both charted, which is crazy. That is wild. Yeah. Because so I want to hear it. So here's Africa. From Weezer. That's exactly what the little girl. That's what people were shitting on. (laughs) But a lot of people were saying it sounds like Toto doing Africa. Like they didn't change it. Off the bat, I I feel like it does. It's not an original take. Exactly the same. Yeah, or yeah. had a Weezer sound a little bit. It really just sounds like the drums are turned up. Yeah, you don't get that like Rivers Cuomo guitar yeah. sound. Get forward to see if this changes at all. Wait, listen to the yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very non 
No, this is not what I like out of a cover. I want a totally different take. <laughs> because you like the original, I feel like it's very right? good. Yeah. I the thing is, I don't hate this. I just don't think it's it needed to be done. It definitely did not need to be. Done. <laughs> a little girl wanted it. That is that right? Was like a thirteen-year-old girl. Oh, right? it's based. I see. I didn't know what this. It was is based a Twitter on. thing. Uh, that this girl created a Twitter account that just tweeted at Weezer every day, saying "Cover Africa, cover Africa." And really? that yeah. account was and then at he did Tommy it. McNamara. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet Please little girl. <laughs> and then he finally relented. It was like this whole big internet thing. I seek to kill what's deep inside. It's like, obviously it's even, his voice, but it's like, he, they yeah. are just doing Toto. He's we not even going to the, the not even going to the stretches of his own range. Yeah. Let's see. I just want to hear him say the words. Sam Getty and Kilimanjaro. Oh yeah, Sorry. does he do it the same? I can't remember. He does kind of do it, yeah. Yeah, he did the yeah. same thing. All right, he what's won. the other one? I'm um, eh. Uh, I believe they do Rosanna also. Okay, let's hear their take. Let's hear first, let's hear Toto's take on Rosanna uh, because that is on the playlist here. In so, my estimation, one of the best songs of all it's time. It's so good. Big fan of Rosanna. It's so good. Interesting fact. Uh, I can't remember if it's the producer. Someone in the band uh, or related to the band was dating Rosanna Arquette yeah. at the time. Ooh. Apparently completely unrelated to this song. No, it's about her. Uh, according to them, it's not about her. Why well, I read in several places that it was. According to Wikipedia. Well, not I don't about know. Her. Because she was around a lot during like this time and she was really helpful to the band and she would like come bring them food and stuff. And they yeah, it's a hundred percent as far as I know about Rosanna Arquette. Who does seem like a sweetie, if you ask me. Big time sweet sweetsies. <laughs> I just said something dumb because you were both ignoring <laughs> sorry, me. Sorry, sorry. Even though we're on a it podcast says, together. <laughs> <laughs> I was confirming what you said. So according to writer David, I'm going to say Paige. I don't know if that's how you say his name or not. Uh, the song is not about her. But who is that guy? Yeah, who the He's the writer of the guy? song. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who the fuck do you think you are, David? Oh, I wrote the song Rosanna, <laughs> that's all. Interesting. <laughs> okay, well. Well, from my cursory glance while ignoring Amy, I will say what it <laughs> seems like to me is that maybe the song isn't about her, but it got the name from her. Yeah, I mean, that happens Like they inserted the oh, name into it. Oh, yeah, this yeah. could be. Like, Jolene isn't. You know, it was like the name of someone at their bank. Uh, Rosanna <laughs> is about a high school love, one of my first loves. But I just tagged another Rosanna's name on there because she was going at the time with Steve Porcaro, my best friend. He had just met her and was looking to title a song with her name, and it just fit perfect. You're right. So it's named after her, yeah. but not about her. Yeah, I think that's really common. Yeah, okay. You got to have the right number number of syllables. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Africa was originally about South America. <laughs> <laughs> so good. This song is uh, has a great appearance in the movie MacGruber. 
Gruber plays it when he's driving around a convertible, and it makes me love it even more. Steve Porcaro and Roseanne Arquette broke up not long after this song was released. It would not be the last time Arquette dated a musician. She had a turbulent relationship with Peter Gabriel in the early 90s, and in 2007, she went on some dates with guess who? John the Mayer. Of the Guess Who? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's not right. But I, I thought it'd be funny to say Guess Who yeah. like that. But seriously, Guess Who? Not John Mayer. Give one that hint. would be insane. What's that? Give one hint. Uh, and we're doing HQ style, so you have to give us a, a portion of $12,000. Okay, perfect. Um, well, it'll be divided up amongst at least two people. Yeah. <laughs> you guys both get and it right. Taxes, yeah. Uh, so this guy is from across the pond. And let's just say he invaded the stage. Paul McCartney. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Weird. Went on a few dates with him. Paul McCartney loves a blonde. He does. Gentlemen. Is that right? Gentlemen prefer blondes. Oh. Man. This all right, solo, that's Rosanna. The key change I love. It's just got all the pieces, oh, yeah. you know. You can tell that they're... Session guys, because it was just, and their producers, because it just has all of the things that you need in like a power pop, pop song. Yeah. song. Sure. Yeah. They whisper song. for a while and then they're loud <laughs> again. Like all That's the shit all that gets your heart beating. You know? That's all you need for a great song. <laughs> Let's hear what the racist virgin Rivers Cuomo has to say. <laughs> 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 all right. Here is. Um, Fuck, I said that as if I had it pulled up. (laughs) I got a lot of work to do here. All right. This is Rosanna by Weezer. Hey, this is a little timing on the drums. Yeah. Really drum-based covers. Yeah. Yeah, The drummer was the only one doing anything. He must have been so annoyed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're just doing the same bullshit? Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, I'm going to go like this. <laughs> this is at least a little different. <laughs> yeah, I don't like I it so far. Said that this <laughs> it has no like that driving line that's in yeah. the original. It's not moving. So and you're a big drain the swamp person, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, lock her up. That was Amy just now. Um, <laughs> That's your uh, NBA 2K name. Right? <laughs> that is right. That. I forgot I brought that up. On <laughs> the oh, lock her up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, my 2K guy is an Asian guy with a mohawk, and his name is Lock Her Up. <laughs> it's fun for me. I, mean, um, I, I do want to hear the key change and how yeah. they handle it. Meet you all the way. And they're very like um, I don't know how to just Making faces right now Because I'm a choral singer And I feel like How they're putting their mouths To have that more like Broadway-y Like yeah. a kid's Oh it sounds. does feel like that It's You're like right. too bright You know That nails it yeah Like they need to Pull their chins down I hope this little girl Feels bad for what she's done <laughs> Rosanna. Is she like sick or something? Is that what the case is? No, she's just a nut. She's just some dumb she's little girl. She's just fun. <laughs> 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 it would be so funny if she did listen to this podcast. <laughs> oh, stand by your fans. Please do a Weeza episode without Nick LaValle. <laughs> 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 he took 
it too seriously. <laughs> Why is she talking like a four-year-old? <laughs> <laughs> She's 13. Um, too old for my blood. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Here it comes. A 10 to 10. I still don't like it. Um, what I will say, and it sucks. Cause I I actually like Weezer a lot. I like the oh, I like course. the old yeah. Weezer for sure. Um, we did an episode about Weezer in which we the person we talked to felt attacked for some reason. <laughs> but we did we yeah we're not anti Weezer on this show. I don't like this. Um, Both these covers are pretty brutal, in my opinion. It really does sound like like when you have a kid's version. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's what I call music. Oh, shit. We should do Adults Bob where we turn kids' songs dirty. (laughs) like (laughs) for example tom like example hickory dickory dock (laughs) Stephen was sucking (laughs) it was once in three times a year (laughs) (laughs) oh man uh yeah that was uh that was weezer's cover of toto we should we should we should check in with our uh comments on facebook which we haven't done yet Let's go take it to the Facebook. Dirty Dirty burr. burr. (laughs) (laughs) We need a theme song for that. If anybody wants to make one, we've commissioned Mike Carrazza too much. Uh, If you want to get involved in the magic of this podcast, come up with a Facebook theme song for us. Um, We are going to Facebook to see what Facebook thought. I uh, commented on, or I posted on Facebook, we're talking Toto, and my friends had some thoughts uh, say their names. Say my names. Some say of them are probably my friends. Uh, maybe our number one piss freak, <laughs> Liz McNamara, had to say, "OMG, this is the earliest I'm seeing one of these." Time to be a hashtag influencer. My office neighbor has an eight-track player in his office because he's even more of a hipster than me, and it is extremely fun to rock out to a shitty, staticky version of Rosanna late at night when you're loopy from working too much. We liked Rosanna on this very episode. <laughs> so, <laughs> very relevant. Maybe it's she's so talking good. about the Weezer version, though. No. <laughs> um, let's see. Remy Casimir says, Africa always makes me think of people being inspired and building stuff in the rain and makes me inspired and want to build stuff in the rain. Oh, it's right. so beautiful. Why don't you wow. just wait till the storm passes and <laughs> get back out there and build? I, I understand that. It feels rainy. Um, a lot of Africa comments. I'm going to skip a lot of these, but there was one I want to read from our uh, our dirtbag friend, uh, Micah Brucey. You know him as the tough guy. You don't, uh, but I call him that. Uh, he says, at my old job, we had SiriusXM. By the way, check out you up on SiriusXM95. Is this part of Mike's comment? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, uh, and we'd play the 80 station every day around 3. They'd always play Africa, and we'd always stop printing T-shirts to sing along. One day we decided we only wanted to listen to Africa. The next workday we came in with an iPod and uh, with that song on it and decided to see how many times we could listen to it in one day. At first everyone thought it was funny and then they started getting very mad at us. <laughs> <laughs> so to make them even more upset, every hour we'd turn the volume of the radio up a little bit. <laughs> 
by 4 p.m. we were listening to it so loud we couldn't hear each other talk or hear people yelling at us to stop doing our <laughs> dumbass experience. Oh, my then. God. Do you guys want to take a guess as to how many times they heard it in one day of work? So let's... Well, let's say they started at 9 a.m. Yeah, let's, let's assume this is a 9 to 5. My guess is 160. All right. Um, Let's see. And neither of you saw this, correct? No, no, no. Okay, no. I didn't see it. This is... Uh, uh, I'm going to say 220. How long is the song? If, Three minutes? Uh, that's a good question. How long is the song? <laughs> that's our new segment. <laughs> new, yeah. That's the worst segment in every show. <laughs> it sucks. I mean, I guess. No, okay, I can wait. find out how no, long it is. No, let's see. We have our guesses. No, it's... Uh, so the, uh, no, you're probably right on, She wants to know, right on, yeah. wants to know how long it is, well, though, It should so be I around 140 if it was nonstop. The song is four minutes and 54. Five oh. seconds oh. longer than so, I thought. One, th- no, 95 times. 95? Yeah. Not 195, 95. 95. And does this change your guess, Tommy? I thought I, I don't think we should have been able to find the length of them switch. <laughs> but I, hey, you're wow. both getting to wow. with my guess of one. All right, well, you're a fucking idiot because the answer is 117 times. You should have changed it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we'd had enough dead air guessing. Is this price <laughs> Look right up the song and guess Oh, again. you don't know what dead air sounds like, brother. <laughs> so you busted. So I won. You did bust. <laughs> you did a second guess. This whole thing is ridiculous. <laughs> what are you, you both had the opportunity for a second guess. Why are you so upset? What the hell? <laughs> well, uh, Amy, you win, and it's $10,000, so you <laughs> should have taken it a little more seriously, Tommy. <laughs> um, all right, so, uh, yeah, 117 times in one day, he says, and he says he doesn't regret it. That's hilarious. Um, Mike Carraza, creator of our theme song, great man, uh, says, hold the line as a jam. Africa is lyrically such a terrible song that it has no emotional depth. It's basically a checklist of African things to mention, but it's so catchy. Fuck. Um, David Borey, uh, th- this is not a quote, uh, a comment from him, but Ron Trimbath wrote, to, paraphr- to paraphrase the David Borey quote, uh, Africa is a song written by a bunch of guys who have clearly never been to Africa. <laughs> good joke. Um, good joke. Let's see. Casey James Salengo says, Hold the line, 99, Rosanna are some of the smoothest hits of all time. It's true. Oh, I didn't put 99 on the list, but that is a good Damn. song. They also hate 99, apparently. I've band. never heard it until today. Yeah. 99 was a... Uh, they a, hate it a lot. It's, it's based on a uh, George Lucas movie, I believe. THX. I, that is correct. Uh, also, former guest, uh, Tyler Snodgrass says... Not as familiar with Toto's deeper catalog, but they have a few undeniable hits and a pretty diverse sound. Rosanna, Hold the Line in Africa, the three songs we all know, for example, don't even sound like the same band, which is impressive. Toto 4 won Album of the Year in 83, and though it's a fine album, it shows how weak the competition was that year. But also the Grammys have always been a joke, so maybe that's not a great point. Anyway, Hold the Line is my number two go-to karaoke song. My number one hurts so good. Uh, my number one is Hurts So Good, which is a John Cougar album that uh, I don't that lost album of the year to Toto for. Yeah. Good Too point. much information, <laughs> if you ask me. TMI, buddy. <laughs> um, yeah, that's Tommy enough McNamara from Facebook. It's worth noting that they put out an album like pretty recently, which is horrifying. Is that right? 2015, I think. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Should yeah. we check it out? And it's like, when people keep mentioning their deeper catalog, like, nobody knows it because... I think the off albums like tanked so hard. Yeah. Especially as compared to the first one and the fourth one. I'm going to look up uh, to see if Pitchfork reviewed it. 
it does <laughs> seem like I mean they are like proud of it that they just like they just want to be around forever yeah. and that's yeah. like they're having fun yeah oh. but they all <laughs> I think uh, the other reason they piss people off is that I feel like most of them started as rich kids mm. and then they always have this session paycheck you know yeah. so it's like come on you're not living like a rock and roll lifestyle like they don't struggle like yeah, they never struggle like happy well-adjusted guys yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's always tough yeah yeah it's, <laughs> tough, it's tough to like some shit like that tommy gets a sessions paycheck every week my buddy jeff from jeff yep. sessions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just to keep <laughs> keep spreading the word on here <laughs> uh there is not uh there's not a review on the new album I do want to check really quickly to see if it's on Spotify and if we can listen to it. Um, ooh, here it is. Toto XIV. Let's hear Running Out of Time. That's like the Saved by the Bell transition. <laughs> <laughs> they were inspired by that. That was one of the sessions they laid down. <laughs> Oh, I wait. Mean, I have to skip to 21st century blues. Hell yeah. I got the blues. <laughs> Twitter is not working. <laughs> I got the blues. No Nintendo Switch. <laughs> <laughs> Lady rated me on Lulu. <laughs> she said I had a bad dick. I mean, it couldn't be less current. <laughs> I know. They really are stuck in the 80s right I now. I mean, that haircut alone is... Ooh. Okay. There's a cross on the cover. Damn. Well, that was the new Toto. I don't know if that, <laughs> if I can fuck with. Uh, <laughs> you can enjoy the rest on your own personal time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, quit using up our time for this sort of shit listener. <laughs> um, let's hear Hold the Line. So good. Yes. Just feel the energy. Slamming those keys. <laughs> yeah, this is a song I didn't know was theirs. This is when it was playing earlier. I was like, oh shit, I like this. Yeah. I like the opening because it sounds like any like movie scene where a band just formed. It's like School of Rock or whatever yeah. where someone's like, I'm going to do this on keys and then someone's like, <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I like that. And then you just slowly bring in all the instruments. The comes back into the room after he's walked out. He's like, oh my god. <laughs> you found it. <laughs> yeah, somehow in Wait, 30 seconds. Do that again. I've never understood this chorus, though. Uh, hold the line is an expression meaning to maintain your existing position, which is the case in in this case, is the singer telling a girl to be patient and stay with their relationship. Love isn't always on time, Tommy. But who thought you know it was that. on time? 
of this bitch. <laughs> we, need to, we need to make an update. <laughs> there should be an update for this that's like, Seamless isn't always on time. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Oh, this song, this saying also has a more literal meaning, however, which is how David Page came up with the title. Hold the line is what you tell someone on the phone if you want to put them on hold while you're taking another call. This is typical in workplaces, but in the days before cell phones, some households, especially ones with teenagers, also had multiple phone lines coming in and could put callers on yeah, but who is this David Page? <laughs> I know, you keep quoting this guy like you fucking know him. Hey, he's my boy. <laughs> he said, uh, in a 2015 Song Facts interview, he did an interview with Song Facts. That is really embarrassing. <laughs> this we use this site all the things. time because I think it's funny. Uh, let's see. He did an interview with Song Facts where he said, when I was in high school, all of a sudden the phone started ringing off the hook, and I had a situation where I was at the dinner table, and I had three girls all call oh at the same gosh. time. So all the lights were flashing. I was kind of juggling girlfriends, and that's how that came about. In an expose with Urban Dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> He's just, like, making shit up because the other bandmates will never read songfacts.com. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Damn it. Urban Dictionary is the best one. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> He was on the cover of Urban Dictionary one month. <laughs> I want to see if uh, anything comes up when you type in Toto Urban Dictionary. Because usually we used to do this where we would look up the Urban Dictionary ever, for every get or for every uh, band. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Uh, it, <laughs> okay. Uh, Toto. It refers to female genitalia. <laughs> I don't know about My all toto. that. Toto is <laughs> in vagina or pussy. <laughs> it says, I was up in some Toto earlier. He said, at one time, I had three Totos on the line. <laughs> oh, my God. I've never heard uh, of this. <laughs> a band began okay here's another one a band that began in the late 70s and dominated in the 80s they had such hits as hold the line in africa which is used in grand theft auto vice city when my friend said it's uh, for the sentence it's used in when my friend said that toto sucked i ddt them onto the floor <laughs> oh, damn. wait no what is ddt I was thinking definitely yeah I was thinking yeah <laughs> Dallas, Diamond Dallas uh, Tage is what that <laughs> it's Double more, Dog Toto dude Wait this one says it's a male private part not a female and the example is she sucked my toto last <laughs> night <laughs> Urban Dictionary get your shit together <laughs> Uh, hot wet toto <laughs> that must happen with friends all the time where they get really confused where like yeah i got some toto last night they're like whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um let's see oh that's what i was looking up rain because it rained so bad today and uh apparently tuesday is the rainiest day of all days what are your um, thoughts amy i i get sure yeah yes. that seems right yeah <laughs> another one on board hell yeah um Let's see here. Should we jump over to the next song? Let's do it. Why not? Um, the next song we've got is I'll Be Over You. A ballad. Mix it up a little bit. Got all that pop power. Some people's destiny 
couldn't afford one of the really big songs, so they went for this. <laughs> this is off of Fahrenheit in 1986. Charted U.S. number 11. Ooh. It is, yeah. People don't use that twinkle too much anymore. Yeah, I miss I that twinkle. It. Now it's only on the fucking Instagram story where it like zooms oh, yeah. in. <laughs> zooms in. Yeah. How do you do that? I don't like it. I don't want people to do it, it anymore. People love it. It's overused. It's done. I'll teach you how to do it. Thank Tommy. you. Don't teach him. Thank you. He's gonna be yeah, twinkling. Do it all the time. He'll be twinkling by 9 p.m. <laughs> I think that that twinkle <laughs> is still better. <laughs> it's still better than the the new questions aspect of Instagram story. I think it's ruining Instagram it's stories. Bad. Have you done it, Amy? I no. still might do it, but I won't abuse it the way some people are doing. We got Andrew Collin out here, fucking posting the answers like he's goddamn. I don't know who's a star. I haven't seen that yet. <laughs> Justin Bieber. <laughs> um, yeah, it's where people. It's you post a question and then people. Or no, you post ask me a question. It's like doing a Reddit AMA. Oh. Yeah, story. and people start at, and then they, and then people are posting answers to the questions that they're getting, in their Instagram story, and it's ruining Insta stories. I, I like Insta stories. I think they're fun. They're fast. They are form fun. of content. Some people um, have like a hundred to click through, and then it's too much. It's too much. I think uh, if you post maybe four a day, I'm fine with. That's a fine. It's amount. like the little white lines at the top need to be visible. That's Invisible true. chunks. Yes, if it queen. looks like dots, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going in there. You know, that's too many. That's too um, many. Let's see here. According to Goodrum, uh, this is Randy Goodrum. Uh, a pa- a oh, popular, okay. Of okay. course. <laughs> uh, a popular, he's a, pa- a popular Nashville songwriter who co-wrote O Cherie and If She Would Have Been Faithful. Uh, Wonder who, what that song's he, about. <laughs> <laughs> Some dirty slut. Damn. <laughs> Some fucking sleazy Toto. <laughs> 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 uh, he co-wrote this song with Steve Lukather. Uh, he says, according to, it says according to him, they came up with this after being asked to write a song for Julio Iglesias. He told us neither one of us were fans of Julio Iglesias. Oh, this is Randy talking to, I guess, song facts. It says, uh, Goodrum says, neither one of us were fans of Julio Iglesias at all, and we could not imagine writing something. We thought we would offend both of our muses, and they would never come back. We weren't, we aren't, yeah, we weren't snobs. It just wasn't us. We said, look, we're in a, we're going to be writing today. Wait. We'll keep that in mind. So we sat down. Oh, it says, look, we're going to be writing today. We'll keep that in mind. We sat down and we tried to think of something kind of Julio-ish. Steve was messing around with the piano and I was sitting over there with a notepad and maybe in a petulant way, just purposely wrote this non-Julio lyric. And right away we started messing with it. I played Luke the lyrics that I had singing, some people live their dreams. And he just he was just floored. He said, wow. "We got to stay with this." I said, "Well, you realize we have left Julio land. I don't know what that means. We are no longer writing a song for Julio." Uh, he said, "No, that's okay." So we just went on and wrote what ended up being "I'll Be Over You." That's pretty shitty. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, they really don't like Julio. What's that all about? Is the song over? Michael McDonald sang back up on this track and appears in the video. I was just going to say, is that Michael McDonald? Uh, The Doobie Brothers was on hiatus at the time. 
Let's see. Uh, there are hints of a storyline in the video with actors portraying a couple outside of the building that is shown on the Fahrenheit album cover. In the initial edit, the story was played out, but when Nick Morris sent it to Toto, they had him wipe out all but a few shots of it, keeping the focus instead on the band performing the song on the roof. Wow. So there you go. Beautiful. And there you have it. <laughs> uh, let's see. Da, da, da. Some people do live their dreams, though. Did you ever think about that? <laughs> uh, name one. <laughs> uh, Martin Luther King? <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, let's see. A really funny thing about music is that somebody just kind of messing around with an idea can strike a chord in some listener somewhere. That makes it terrifically meaningful. That is that really funny. I guess in the so end, what, <laughs> we are I guess, dying. Can I use that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're going to have to buy it off a of Ken from Pensacola <laughs> Beach, Florida. <laughs> uh, he said, whatever the motivation, thanks for the product, boys. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I hope somebody says that about us someday. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, let's hear the next song which is georgie porgy a song about tommy mcnamara what song that i love but i've never heard before. is arguably kind of bad it's not your situation and it sounds like a bg song yes it does yeah and i actually can it would be more fitting if barry gibb were singing it Pretty funky, right, Tommy? Very funky. You feeling crunchy? funky? <laughs> <laughs> I like this. It's just like. It feels a little steely nice. Danish, too. Oh, yeah. I'm not the only one that holds you. I never ever should have told you. Little... I love the chorus to this. <laughs> it's so funky. They basically did your plan and they made it kids. <laughs> they made an adult song out of a kid's uh, story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is all disco-y. <laughs> Somebody wrote, <laughs> said, this song is flame. <laughs> Hell yeah. Aw, they don't know what the saying is. What a flaming song. Damn. Damn. <laughs> I never ever should have told you. That's about Tommy. Tom you kiss the girls and make them cry, Tommy? Tom and Mac oh, yeah. Why do you do that? Wait. Tom and Mac summer of pudding pie. Come on, Cuff. Kiss the girls and make them cry. <laughs> um, yeah, Tommy's a heartbreaker. He's always... That's what they say. Fucking these girls up. <laughs> Georgie Porgy. Uh, yeah, that's a fine little ditty. Uh, this person says, I like the, mis- the mix of disco beat and the slide guitar. Disco mm-hmm. singer Cheryl Lynn sang the catchy chorus. Oh, yeah. And she um, crushed it. She killed it. Thank you, Cheryl Lynn. Thank you, I Cheryl. I every day. <laughs> 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 thank you, we don't thank her Couch enough. Couch it, pot it, pot and <laughs> <laughs> um, It just makes you feel good. <laughs> it is fun. Tommy, what did you think of that song? It's, yeah, it's, you know, it's a disco-y kind of... You love it's it? It's a different time, yeah. <laughs> it was a different time. We said all kinds of stuff. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, this is from an interview with uh, Luke at there. Uh, somebody asked him, so when it comes to time to start working on the second album, Hydra, do those hurt feelings feed into the songwriting or recording at all? You guys have chips on your shoulder. It's you against the establishment. And then he says, what pissed them off most about the first album, I think, was that we could have songs as different as Hold the Line and Georgie Porgy on the same record. We had a lot of influences to pull from. At the time, Paige was the primary writer, although he was encouraging the rest of us to contribute, and we'd been on the road where the rock stuff had been going across well. We wanted to be known more as a rock band, and Dave had been writing stuff that had been a little bit more of a prog edge to it. Had a little bit more of a prog edge to it. Hydra, St. George, all that stuff. Um, He apparently thinks that that first album really pissed people off. <laughs> They're bad boys. He's talking about the general public. Sorry, Tom. That song sucks. <laughs> That's what? what I was waiting you for. Flipped. Thank you. So good. Nice. <laughs> well, you don't have to be nice to me. Uh... <laughs> Oh, shit. That was the end. Uh, let's see your... Oh, shit. I like the end. Oh. Nice, crisp end. This is uh, the one that it jumps to. It's uh, a song I love called Good Times Roll from the Cars. We don't have to listen to it. I wish that... Of course we don't have to listen to it. All right, we have to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> Another one. I actually hit skip. <laughs> Let's listen to "I'll Supply the Love." This song is also like I feel like it's in a lot of movies. Just this opening. Am I wrong about that? No, it's not. very appropriate. And like really has a good pair of pipes on him, you know? Not bad. He's not always taking him to the extreme, but... That is, I'll supply the love. Which is... Um, ni- a nice sentiment. It is. Harp you Guy supply- 94 says it's their second best song. <laughs> wow. It's very good. <laughs> you supply the night and I'll supply the love. Damn. Makes it sound like he's not bringing anything over to the apartment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <That> <laughs> like I'm luck, cooking yeah. so <laughs> and he yeah, can't even pick up beers, wine. I'll bring love. <laughs> 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 exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, we should wrap this up. We are over an hour now. Um, this has been so fun. So fun. Um, Do you have any final, final defense thoughts? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think the music for speaks for itself. Do a lot of people end up saying that? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> the popularity of these songs. I mean, it made us all happy. 
Oh, you yeah. loved it. Of Tommy's body's moving. You know? <laughs> and I was His pants are off this. right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's up <laughs> out of his wheelchair. He's, it's he's crazy. He's like the grandpa in uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> <laughs> Look this at music me. Up in the boat. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie. Um, I don't know. It just makes me so happy. I don't know how anyone could not love it. I fully accept not liking them as people. And like their approach to the business, maybe, or being why people would be bitter about that. Uh huh. But the music itself, timeless. Sure. Wow. Okay. Powerful. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> if All I right. just start crying. <laughs> <laughs> we just give it a six because of that. <laughs> so we every week, of course, uh, review our playlists out of six because that's how many songs we got. And uh, this week is tough for me, baby, um, because. I so I listen to this song a new way to listen to music because one of the ways to listen to music is of course walking around, but we didn't cover walking around when it's drenching ah. you in rain, which uh, Africa not a bad song for that. That's like a perfect song. Um, yeah. Rosanna not so good for That's that. That's a sunshine song. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever heard one, I uh, I liked a lot of this playlist. Like I said, I didn't. I only associated this band with Africa. I forgot about a lot of the rest of it. I've been hearing people make fun of this band for a long-ass time. I'm going to say it right here and right now. I like Africa. I think it's a fun song. It's a good time, and I enjoy it. Um, It's a masterpiece. I like Rosanna. I love Hold the Line. I'll Be Over You is fine by me. Uh, Georgie Porgy. Loved it. Let's have an orgy. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Because I kind of enjoyed that song. I didn't really like it that much. It's fine. (laughs) I thought I'll supply the love is just okay. What? I'm going to go. Georgie Porgy is going to be in your head for the next three weeks. I've already forgotten. (laughs) 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 i am going to give this playlist a resounding 4.23 why you talked about it like you were going to give it a 5.5 i was uh i was cruising through i'll be over you i think it's just it's fine (laughs) yeah that's the thing i'm giving the last three songs a collective 1.23 because i liked the other a lot. I like the others a lot. Uh, those three songs, they're fine. They're fine as wine. I'm going 4.23. Uh, <laughs> is that right? We just happened just to come yeah, up with Yeah, that's weird that you said that. Uh, Roseanne is an all-time favorite of mine. Love that song so much. I like sure. Africa. Hate okay. Georgie Porgy. <laughs> I like your rendition. The, <laughs> the reason I held us on Georgie Porgy for so long is I wanted you to admit you didn't like it. <laughs> I could just tell from looking at you. So good. <laughs> Why did you lie to me? You don't have to lie to me. Well, no, I, I wasn't lying. I was deflecting, mm-hmm. which is what I do. Sometimes. I said, "Do you yeah. like it?" And you said, "Yes." Yes. It's good. Deflect. Which is why when we asked Tommy if he voted for Trump, he, he stalled for a while. Uh, yeah, the rains every Tuesday. <laughs> what do you think about that? Amy? Uh, and Tuesday is when I go to that ballot box. Um, guys, what a great time! What do you? Yeah, what well, would you rate this p- playlist, Amy? Okay, I'll be really honest and. Whoa. I'm going to give it a five. What? I like it. I like five it. Five out of six. Well, it's really hard to stand up to those massive hits. And sure. like I do like I'll Be Over You, but it, it just is. 
when you hear them all in succession, you're like, this is not your best work, fellas. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. I appreciate Porgy, this honesty. Love it. Georgie Porgy <laughs> is not the one taking the hit today. Wow. <laughs> uh, check out. Uh, we should wrap this thing up. Yeah. Uh, check out Amy's podcast. I believe it's called Who's Your God? Who's Your God? Yeah. Uh, with a question mark. Uh, it's a fun ass pod and a good time. And what you were uh, on what it else once? would you like to promote that? Yeah, I was on there. It's a good one. It's a good time. Um. Well, when does this come out? This comes out tomorrow. 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 Okay, We'll then post you tomorrow. I want to tell you that um, Sunday, August 5th, Ooh. I'll be at the Siren Theater in Portland, Oregon. Get over there. Joe DeRosa, David Borey, and Chris Charpentier. What a wow, lineup. What a Crazy lineup. lineup. That's a hot lineup. And if you go to sirentheater.org or Google it. Get Google tickets. It. August 5th It's going to be really fun. It'll probably sell great. out because it's Hell a small yeah. place. So get them now. And check Amy out at the pick a Wait, is that the same thing? The Pick-A-Fest? Pick-a-thon. pickathon. It's right before that. Nice. Go but to the Pickathon. Support Bluegrass. But the comedy. theater's on a door deal. Nice. So oh, let's, go to that theater. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> you know what? I'm saying it here first. Fuck the Pickathon. <laughs> Gotta get DeRosa paid. You know? He's <laughs> cranky. Check out me and Tommy and Stand By Your Band yes. live. Battle of the Bands tomorrow, Thursday, July 19th at 9.30 p.m. at Caroline's... Go to carolines.com, type in promo code Guess Tom. Judge, Shane Torres. Shane Torres. We've got Hi. Casey James Salengo, Emily Winter, uh, Ari Finling, Chris Calagero, Martin Urbano, Kelsey Kane, Geetler Raphael, and Lillian Devane. Good work. Yeah. Defending a lot of bands uh, that I don't want to name right now. We're going to do a bracket. Fill out a bracket for a chance to win prizes. It's going to be a fucking great time. Yeah, guest judge Shane Torres, get out there, baby. We need the we could we could use you out there. We need you so badly. Please get out there. Please, God, check out the Patreon. We just recorded a Patreon right before uh, we started this episode. Patreon.com/slash/standbyyourband. Three dollars gets you some bonus episodes. And uh, hey, oh fuck, I forgot to talk about the koozie thing. We'll talk about it next week. All right. Th- there's an update with the koozies. I tried to send them out and something went wrong. And uh, we'll talk about it next <laughs> week. It's a fun story. Uh, Amy, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. Check out com and TomTakar.com for more info on our schedules. Thanks for listening, guys. Miss you. Keep it crispy. Bye. <laughs>